2: But the reality is they don't
3: know, man! I've been looking forward to
2: To the Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen today, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To the Top Talk presented by Hank. Here's 15 seconds of silence. Now, why can't all ads be like this? We're here with your break from all the <laughs> Higher Resource 5 propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Joining me now, Black, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey.
0: Greetings and salutations, fellas. I don't, what in the world just happened there? I don't know. That's that's a pretty cool... I tell you what, we'll take any sponsor that we can get. And, <laughs> um, the one that doesn't want to say anything.
2: Hank is an absolute legend, man. Like, Yeah. I'm, I'm a big Hank fan. And the Wizard of Whiskey himself, Shane Light.
1: We're uh, live and in person in Hattiesburg because uh, I I guess everybody can blame me for the weather and the outcome of the game this weekend since uh, I showed up and my dad actually came down with my little sister and we hung out and my dad was like, you know, what are you talking about? When we came down to go to games with you when you lived in Hattiesburg, it rained all the time and that really clicked in my head and I was like, you know, uh, maybe it's me, so... I'd like to apologize to the rest of Golden Eagle Nation. Yesterday was my fault, Uh, but yeah, we'll shake that one off and move
2: on. You ruined Ray Hale's birthday.
1: Ray, I'm sorry, Uh, and I didn't even get to buy you a drink. Uh, Although, if you want the rest of the bottle of Wild Turkey, I think there's like a third of it left. Bumps got it.
0: (laughs) And it it was on ice the entire night. But Shane, if you're gonna take that rain with you anywhere when you go back to North Carolina, can you go to the Coastal game next week? and take some rain over there
1: Uh, it's funny that you may say that but I'm considering going to the coastal game next weekend Uh, Swayze's grandmother I sat with Swayze's uh, family my my family uh, at the game and uh, was talking to them and Swayze's grandmother is going over with some friends Swayze lives with a few other football players and the families have all become close so my grandmother's going even though Swayze uh, will not be playing in that game and I told her that I might go down and, and meet up with her and her friend. So uh, it's not out of the question. I, I pitched it to Catherine. Uh, we'll see. But, again, after what happened yesterday, it may be best that I stay away.
2: <laughs> so we've got Shane here live in the Berg. Bur- we are bro- broadcasting from 4th Street Bar here in Hattiesburg, just like a Golden Eagle shrine. Um, great times up here right now. Uh, Sunday night football is about to kick off as we are recording. Um, all the memorabilia on the walls here. Uh, really terrific! It looks like there's a lot of Conference USA helmets over there. Is that? Is We're gonna that, have to work
1: with Slate on that.
2: Yeah, I mean this this bar has been here a very long time. And
1: there's there's an ODU helmet up there. Uh, I see Marshall, I see Tech. I, I see, see a Bud Light helmet. I see a Bud enough, Light
2: helmet. That are that they are they in thing? Conference USA? They may be. They may so be no. in Conference you USA. You
0: know, one of my favorite pieces of memorabilia, even though I hate it, I love it, is the T-shirt right up there. That says it's framed. It's a black T-shirt with Sutter Missile on the top, and it's a uh, it, it's in reference to when Alice was here. And all it says is everyone beats our Johnson. 0 oh, 12.
2: So. That's very fair. Talk a little closer to the mic. Yeah, you're good. Talk a little closer to the mic. Talking a
0: little.
2: Closer. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah, we're um, and we're we, we this, this is the first time we've done a uh, in-person recording in a long time, so we, it took us about I don't know. 57 minutes for me to go back and get my computer from the house after I forgot it and <laughs> need, then need that. and then wire everything up so this is uh, this is gonna be a, a but it's gonna be fun this is what we're all about
1: Jason and I just sat here and drank the entire time so I think we had a great pod that was unrecorded before you get back
2: yeah yeah absolutely um, so let's talk a little bit about you know what's going on this past week so Shane um, you arrived into into the hub city what Thursday
1: uh wednesday actually how have how
2: have your adventures been since you've been back
1: um it's been fun uh it's funny um not not to say that i don't love all my friends but when we come to hattiesburg i've got a list of restaurants that i want to eat at that i missed and catherine has got a list of people that she wants to see <laughs> so that's how that kind of goes uh, I've, I've eaten at every restaurant i even got to try uh, some new places out i tried Fairleys. um I heard Frank Gore Jr. raving about that on a uh, right? podcast recently. I was like, all right, got to check this place out. Uh, it was good. Those wings are really good. Uh, loved it there. Had some Jutama's takeout tonight. Ate fried catfish at uh, Grateful Soul on Friday. If you haven't had that in your life, I highly recommend it. They are some of the best at it. And then um, other high points. I uh, had breakfast Saturday morning at the Porter. Uh, that's also a treat. That's a great place. Love those guys there. Um, you saw hit up the uh, you hit up the bagel shop. At I hit point. up the bagel shop the first morning we were here, so that would have been Thursday morning. Uh, and then uh, had a good enough time at the bagel shop that we just went back to Nelly's for lunch. Right. And I will say that not not like spice level wise, but temperature wise, those are the hottest damn chicken strips I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> the first one took the first four layers of skin off my tongue, and I don't know that I tasted the rest of the meal. But it left just enough where I could taste the daiquiri that I got down the sides of my tongue, and that daiquiri was really good. Wish I could remember at this point in time uh, what flavor it was to recommend it. Well, you
0: know, it. and if you go on Fridays, there's an if you're an Eagle Club member, it's five dollar uh, daiquiri for the uh, traditional size, which I think is like uh, usually like eight bucks or eight fifty. Yeah. So five bucks you for Eagle Club member. So. Well, I
1: wish I knew about that on Friday because that was a good daiquiri. I would have <laughs> gone back and got at least two more. But yeah, no, it's, it's been a good trip back, and on top of that, I'm, I'm half joking about seeing people uh, instead of restaurants, but or restaurants instead of people, but got to see a lot of people. Uh, it, it's always, my plan is always tell a few folks that I'm coming into town. You guys know, obviously, um, we, we did talk about it on the pod, but uh, I like to just show up at places and then see the reaction on people's faces when they realize that it's me, uh, and that's a lot more fun. Did, so. you, uh, did you meet any giraffes? we did we, we took evie to the zoo on friday uh when i should have been drinking daiquiris evidently she had a blast um uh man how do you start, you know that's not a big zoo land area wise but it's a fantastic little so zoo fun. the north carolina zoo sits halfway in between raleigh and charlotte we, we just buy an annual membership to it because if you go twice in a year you yeah you save money that way and It is a massive zoo land area size, like it takes you all day just to walk Mm -hmm. around that place, but I don't know how many more animals you actually see there, like elephants, okay? or in a rhinoceros and a lion. But that's about it. Everything else you got in the Hattiesburg Zoo, it's a damn nice little zoo. And then once they finish that water park across the the creek there, then uh, uh, good times in Hattiesburg. You got Toby Barker as mayor and Joe Paul as president of the university. Uh, Good things have been happening and more good things to come.
2: Well, Jason, you went to the Hall of Fame ceremony this past Friday night. Some of the inductees include, well, Tori Bowie didn't get to make it, but Jeremy Bridges. Uh, Jenna Demidova, Megan Hill, Pauline Love, Kelly McCarty, Todd McInnis. Also, they honor Trey Sutton. Uh, he didn't get to make his, his ceremony previously. And honorary inductee, former defensive coordinator John Thompson. What was, what was Friday night like? So, first of all, uh, the week of, um, Pilo and I decided
0: to go, right? And I think it was sold out. And Mary Alexander ended up just getting this, squeezing us in. We ended up sitting at the very back. Like when we first walked into the room, I'm walking past all the tables at the front. I'm like, well, I know these aren't going to be ours.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Because I mean, look, when we walked into this place, man, I'm looking around and I hadn't felt that insignificant uh, in quite some time. It was like uh, just it was like one of those like fantasy camps that like people pay thousands of dollars for to like if you're a huge Atlanta Braves fan or something, you can get to go and. Hanging out with Chipper Jones and Dale Murphy and Bobby Cox and all this, I'm looking at Jeff Bauer. I'm looking at Sammy Winder. Um, I'm looking at a bunch of the '97 guys. Of course, Marshant, um, which by the way, Marshant and his son Max dressed in the exact same suit, which is really cool. Um, On brand. Uh, T.J. Slaughter came through just like a boss. You know what? All of all the alphas in that room, um, T.J. walks in and he's the guy.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> you know, um, this suit. Um like that like no undershirt, like he's still ripped up, these bright red shoes, just something I could just never pull off uh in a million years. Um I, I know I'm forgetting a ton of people. Uh Jim Gillespie was there. Uh Ty Trahan, um Kendall Dunn, Car Shannon, um I don't know. Uh, Of course, uh, John Thompson. He was also one of the inductees, honorary honorary inductee. Um, It was great, man. And then, you know, we get into um, the announcing of all of the players and we kind of start to eat our meals. And and Trey Sutton goes first. And I've never been to one of these things. I don't know if you guys have, but I didn't know exactly how it was going to go. When I asked Trey beforehand, I said, man, do you got your speech ready to go? And he just kind of blew it off. He's like, "Man, just he's just gonna sit us down and ask some questions." I'm not real worried about it. Well, about 25 words into it, he was already quivering up with his voice. <laughs> and then, you know, I mean, just not because he was nervous, because it meant that much to him. Yeah. yeah. And so he's kind of starting to cry, and I'm starting to cry. I look over at Pilo, and he's crying. Coach, the old uh, softball coach, Coach Hobson, is that right? Hobson, the old softball coach, I think maybe before Wendy.
2: Uh, i can't remember dodson
0: that. anyway maybe yeah i hate that i'm messing it up but he was great he sat right next to us and i, I mean he was tearing up he's not even you know he's, he's been gone for a while but um and at the end of of the q a with john cox with uh trey i remember looking around going dude i can't do like six of these <laughs> i can't you know and then mckinnis went next and next thing you know he's 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 uh talking about Corky and how much he meant to him and being a father figure. And then he's pointing down to his, 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 I think twin daughters. And he starts, you know, getting choked up a little bit and I started doing it again. And then thank goodness Pauline Love came up late, uh, a little bit after that because she added some levity to it. She really stole the show. Told some, anyway, I don't want to just bore you with all the things, but it was, I was so glad I went. It lasted over three hours, which if you told me that going in, I probably wouldn't have even bought a ticket, uh, but it didn't even feel like it. The three hours felt like 15 minutes because everybody in there loves Southern Miss so damn much, man. And it was, I was really glad that I could be a part of it.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great experience. So then we fast forward until Saturday, uh, Southern Miss taking on Georgia State, 2 p.m. at The Rock. And, you know, the cold November rain uh, decided to be a factor that day. I mean, it, it rained pretty much the entire morning up until about halftime um, and really, you know, put a, put a damper on things, so to speak um tailgating you know the cancel eagle walk they cancel a lot of the pre-game festivities uh tailgating was a little different um you know and I hate and the crowd obviously was a, was a lot smaller with those circumstances I hated it because you mentioned T.J. Slaughter and Marchant they did honor the 97 team um there uh, in between quarters in the first half and uh you know they definitely deserve I mean the, the players deserve a better crowd in attendance but the you know those guys also deserve a, a, a better ovation, obe- even though they got a really strong ovation for the people that were there. It kind of, um, you know, the, the, the weather kind of put a damper on things on, on the day as a whole.
1: Yeah, I mean the weather ruined the day. Uh, <laughs> I had my little girl with me. Uh, she's three, and she, I was looking forward to her, you know, being around the tailgate, running around, playing with the kids. She loves to play outside and um, just be able to do eagle walk and, and all that kinds of stuff because she's been here before, but uh COVID made us skip a year coming as a family I I came solo last year so she's never been to where she remembers it and she sits and I've talked about this before she sits and watches the beginning every Southern Miss game with me she's got a handful of cheers down she can tell you her favorite player is Frank Gore Jr he wears number three and his position is super back which Swayze's mom was not impressed with that answer I'm just gonna go ahead and put that out there uh Gina did not like that, uh, that Swayze was, was not Evie's favorite player. But I did have a valid reason for that. Evie didn't really start paying attention until after Swayze got hurt. So she has, has not actually seen Swayze play. So, uh, But, yeah, it, I mean, it just put a damper on the whole day. I don't care. As we talked about earlier, I probably sat through dozens upon dozens of rain games in Southern Miss. We've gone whole seasons where it rained every game. So it wasn't cold. It was cool but just planned for it, wore a raincoat and some quick-dry shorts and sat in the rain. And then uh, the wife and daughter joined us uh, after, or right at halftime once the rain stopped and and came and watched the game. She had a blast watching the game and then got to run down on the field after and run around. So uh, Southern Miss has definitely made a good impression on her, but it's not the day that it would have been uh, had the weather been nice and not just depressingly wet and kind of cool.
2: And, you know, we usually have – I mean, every football team, at least this is what I was taught in college, every football team has one game where they play above their potential and one game where they play below their potential. potential. And this game was definitely the the below-the-potential game uh, for Southern Miss. Georgia State just pushed us around on both sides of the ball, especially on the ground. I mean, they had 388 yards rushing on the game. Their quarterback, who we talked about last week as being a threat – Um, I mean, he had 13 carries for 143 yards, averaging 11 yards a carry uh, with a long of 60, and then uh, he was 15 for 23 through the air for 133 yards and and two TDs. Not all that impressive, but didn't have to be with with that kind of a a rushing attack. Meanwhile, on the flip side of that, uh, Southern Miss just could not get anything going. The the offense, um, you know, 169 yards passing, 33 yards rushing, just a brutal day on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, We went through three quarterbacks, four if you count Frank Gore Jr. Um, You know, Wilkie came in, kind of rattled, went three for nine, 47 for 47 yards. They pulled him, brought in Lang. Lang went four for seven with 38 yards and an interception. So they pulled him, brought in Trey Lowe, six for 14 for 84 yards and one TD. Lowe did not look bad. Lowe was kind of in that game manager role, but the the, – the deficit was a little too much to overcome. That first half, and we were down what twenty-eight to nothing at the half. That that might have been the worst uh, first half I've seen in Southern Miss football in quite some time.
0: It was so bad that I didn't blame anyone when they started to get up and leave. They're yeah. like, "Hey, dude!" I was like, "Man, I get it." <laughs> you know, and it actually gave me an opportunity to explore the stadium a little bit. <laughs> you got some. You got a good video of me and Jack, and um, and his good friend Tucker up at the top of the east side. It was me and one other guy.
1: Yeah. Up there. He was there uh, the whole game, too. Never left. left. Yeah, yeah. Never left. What a trooper.
0: Um, but, no, yeah, the, yeah, you're right, man. I mean, from the word go, I, I wasn't sure that our defense – I remember we've mentioned this on the last episode that uh, at some point we're going to have a game where we laid an egg. Well, that's what it was. And we did it even even way back in Marchant in those days. There's one game every year. Where we're like, what the hell happened? Just what what are they doing? Um, so this was it. I hated it was when they were here. But, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Trey Love. I'm so glad that guy got in the game. Man. Yeah. Um, he came back from that foot injury, and he's still not – he's probably never going to be what he was at one point. But um, he had that really cool throw um, that I'm not sure anybody else on the team can make. Um, I, I didn't think Lang played bad. That pick –
1: Lane got I mean, hurt. Dennis was there. You know, Dennis was there. Oh, Dennis fell down. That was, not, just, that was not Lang's fault. He just, I mean, fault. like tripped over a yard yeah. marker
0: or something. Um, that was and, not Link's uh, fault at all. And not not that any of these things have made a difference in the game. Because they, I'm, I didn't realize that we could get dominated at the line of scrimmage that badly. Yeah. Um, and it was like that from the where it In fact, I'm not even mad about it right now. Normally, we can't record on Sunday nights, mostly because I'm still sulking <laughs> after a loss <laughs> on Saturday. I got over this one like three minutes into the third quarter. I was like, you know what? This is like when Tiger Woods was in his prime and he went like 78-76 70, and missed a cut uh, it happens I don't know why it happens but it did and um, it's going to throw that one out you know and, and, and maybe you do the other side too maybe you throw your best game out and your worst game out and you kind of see where you are uh, realistically overall
1: uh, right now we're throwing out Tulane and Georgia State
0: and so all the other games we've been kind of fair yeah. for most of the game Right. Yeah. Some came out on top. Some didn't come out on top. That's probably where we are. Five wins, one win away from doubling last season's win total. Obviously have some issues, but obviously have tried, kind of found a way to to get the job done. Yeah. Um, if anything, this might have brought us back down. You win three in a row. Coach Hall said it. Seventy-one of the eighty-five scholarship players are freshmen or sophomores. Yeah. Uh, they won three in a row. They're hearing about everybody. I, mean, I don't know what these guys are talking about. We're good. We got it figured out. Well, I thought I had it figured out my sophomore year of college, too. then my junior year, I was like, I didn't know anything. So, I still don't know anything. No, nah, me neither. Uh,
1: there was a, a – I said I didn't listen to any post-game interviews or anything just because we've been busy and running around doing something nonstop. But uh, I did read uh, Gil's post-game interview where he was like, you know, I'm. he was like at this point he was halfway glad that it happened because it was a wake-up call that, hey – You guys, you're not there yet, and you got to get back to work. And he felt like that this would be a motivating factor uh, for the team going into this week because they just got embarrassed on their home field. And, I mean, there's no other way to put it. We got embarrassed and dominated. And and I really feel like like Bump was just saying that's not why we're we're bitching and moaning and mad about this game. I was more shocked that it happened than anything uh, because that is not what I expected out of this team, and I don't think we'll see it again.
0: I mean, there was another bright spot. Frank Gore, uh, 11 rushes, 89 yards, one score, long of 43, 7.9 yards per carry. Didn't really matter. But, you know, it's nice to see you know, Frank at least showing up in the stack column.
2: Cole Cavallo had his first uh, touchdown, uh, for his career, cr- first Great. career yeah, touchdown, sure. uh, passed from Trey Lowe for seven yards. And that was, you know, that was a point in the third quarter where you, you kind of – we had some momentum going. We we, we came back um, down 28 We in that third quarter. We come back, we're down – Uh, 28 to 14 and you're like okay is this Mm -hmm. this is a ball game now and then that's that's when uh their quarterback broke off that long oh my god yeah yeah. was a soul crusher yeah 60 yard run on a, I mean where he was pretty much almost caught in the backfield he just was able to yeah (laughs) he was he was able to break free and once he got back to the line of scrimmage i mean there was nobody in front of him and he was able to just take off and and that that was the that was the nail in the coffin there for the game um you know and Guy, you know, Natron Brooks has had some some great moments uh, in his career at Southern Miss, but he did have that fumble in the first half on the on the um, you know punt return that was you know we have to, I think we were down fourteen to nothing at that point, and then we you know fumbles the ball in our own territory. Um, I mean, I know the ball was was wet and everything, but that was really a, another you know soul crusher. Um, you know, you mentioned Frank Gore also. Uh, Ty Mims six receptions for oh excuse me four receptions for sixty eight yards with a long of 24 and Jason Brownlee four reception for 65 yards. So a few bright spots on the day. Also on the uh, defensive side of the ball, day- Daylon Gill led the team in tackles with a career high 11 tackles, five solo and seven assists, um, beating his previous best of 11 in the previous week. So, yeah, uh, there were a few bright spots, but not very many at all. This was definitely the worst performance by Southern Miss on the season. And... Uh, You know, like I said, that first half, I don't, I don't know. Even against Alabama, I don't think it went that bad.
0: It felt like we were playing Alabama, the way the line was just getting handled. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, dude. I don't know.
2: (laughs) What what do you
1: say
0: that night? Who knows?
1: Yeah, we had a lot of really sloppy tackling too. We'd hit guys and then just slide off of them, and and it just we were not wrapping up. We were not swarming to the ball like we normally would. And I mean, you got to give Georgia State some credit. We knew they were going to be a physical football team when when they came in but uh, definitely did not see what happened coming. So uh, glad to, to wipe this one from our memories and move on to the next week.
2: You know, they were, and, and, you know, were two-point
1: underdogs. I
2: mean, this was a game where we knew it, it's probably one of those that could go either way. Um, but, yeah, they, they really showed up and showed out in this one. So we've got, you know, seven days to sort it out, figure it out to the next one. Southern Miss now five and four on the season. Uh, 3-2 and in conference play. Um, After the game, I had the the privilege of uh, hanging out with my old buddy, Jeremy Bridges, uh, but Buffalo Wild Wings got to see a lot of those guys. Uh, TJ Slaughter, DeQuincy Scott, Adelius Thomas, Brandon Francis, Harold Shaw, among others, and uh, man, yeah, they still tower every single one of them still towers over me alex ray was also there remember alex ray safety from the early 2000s as well so good to see all those guys good to see those former golden eagles back on campus and back in hattiesburg as well
0: hey uh you know you mentioned bridges there so in that during the um the ceremony thing on friday night um he was one of the ones obviously getting inducted and he lives in Tempe, arizona he said he left at four in the morning well, when the, when the whole thing started off, John Cox told us, like, look, Jeremy's not here yet. He's probably not going to make it. We're going to have to do a, uh, a separate um, thing for him, like tomorrow at noon or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So we all just thought that was how it was going to be. Well, after the last person went, um, he, he was wrapping it up. John Cox is up there. you know. He's like, all right, well, thanks for coming and all this. And he goes, wait, what? Is Jeremy here? All right, hold on. We think Jeremy's here. And here he comes walking through. He had not know the format or anything at this point. He just, you know, he left his house in Tempe at 4 a.m. He went to, I think, Dallas. And those bad storms that came through here were there. So yeah. So delayed everything. And then I think he landed in New Orleans and the, the, the car wasn't ready or something. Yeah. So he had all kind of stuff going on. He made it literally as they're closing down the night. And so he just, like, comes up to the door. Everybody stands up, gives a standing O, and he just <laughs> waves his hand. Still doesn't know what's going on. He goes right up on stage, and, and he's, he's got the plaque in his hand. They take the picture um, with him and Peter Bain uh, yep. and the whole other crew. And um, I think he thought that was it. I bet he was like, man, I came all this way just to take a damn picture, and I'm Yeah, out. yeah. And so he's walking off the stage, and John's like, no, 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 come sit down right here. And he starts asking him questions. And one of the first few answers he gave, like John asked him something you know, about something, and he said, man, I really just need a drink, <laughs> 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 but uh, but no, he he made it. I was glad that he got to do it that night and not have to wait around to the next day because that you know there wouldn't have been all the people and
2: yeah yeah. I hate
0: that he missed the rest of the night and the emotion that was with it, but um, so
1: glad that he was able to make it. Yeah, he deserved it yeah, for sure.
2: Most definitely, that's that's somebody that you know. It, it feels like he's kind of been overlooked. So I mean, the offensive linemen are not sure, not sure. Um, you know, romanticized players, and for him to play ten years in the NFL, along with everything he did while he was here, is, is a really tremendous accomplishment. Let's take a look at the uh, Sun Belt scoreboard this week. Um, so App State uh, falls to Coastal Carolina, thirty-five to twenty-eight. So Coastal now eight and one on the season, five and one in Conference USA, in the driver's seat in uh, the Sun Belt East, and they are taking on the Golden Eagles this week. Marshall defeated Old Dominion, twelve to nothing. South Alabama defeated Georgia Southern, 38 to 31. Troy came back; they were down um, ten to nothing at the half, and um, you know Louisiana had the lead this week. But Troy comes back to win, 23 to 17. They're now five and one in the Sun Belt, and pretty much almost a lock for that uh, Sun Belt West title. Uh, Louisiana Monroe defeats Texas State. 31-30, 31 to 30. We've got Monroe, the final game of the season, up there at Monroe. James Madison falls 34 to 10 to the Louisville Cardinals. So as I mentioned, it looks like it's shaping up to be a Coastal Carolina versus Troy Trojan um, championship game. But you know, we, there's nothing, it's not a lock yet. Coastal five and one on the season. Georgia State now three and two in the Sun Belt. Uh, James Madison also three and two. So I mean, I guess there's stranger things that have happened and on the west side uh, Troy is four at five and one uh, Having defeated South Alabama. South Alabama was four and one Southern Miss three and two. So uh, Troy would need some kind of a colossal collapse at this point for the Golden Eagles to have any kind of shot and we would have to win out uh, Which is a tall order. So it feels like Troy's uh, pretty much locked in the west and uh southern miss at this point we're just trying to we're just trying to get that one more win to get in that bowl game i think that's the that's the big thing here we got three opportunities to do it starting this week southern miss heading up to conway south carolina that game is this saturday november 12th that will be at 6 30 p.m central time 7 30 p.m if you are shane and in the eastern time zone the game also will be on espnu so a great opportunity To see the Golden Eagles on national TV without having to plug in an app, if you have a satellite or cable provider. But if you don't, you can uh, you can definitely plug in the ESPN app. So, looking at the uh, the game this week, you know, Coastal Carolina currently an 11 point favorite. Have you guys guys had a chance to watch the Beach Chickens this year?
1: I actually have. I watched a good chunk of uh, that game thursday night on my phone actually as i was going to bed and app made kind of a comeback to make it the final score look a little closer but the chanticleers had uh, had kind of built a nice little lead there before app stormed back they're strong and and everything revolves around grayson mccall uh i mean he's a beast uh he should probably be in the nfl uh but he came back for his final year and uh, he, i mean uh, with with the Twitter drama of the day over allegiance to Southern Miss and things like that, you cannot uh, doubt that guy's allegiance to the beach chickens. Uh, he pisses teal, he claims, which is probably a medical condition, and he <laughs> should go get that checked out. Uh, and he lives in Myrtle Beach, so it's probably an STD. But that all that said, uh, he's problem number one and you've got to contain him and not many people have figured out how to do that yet so Austin Armstrong and the defense have their work cut out for them this week but as Gil said uh, as I talked about earlier they're going to be hungry and they're going to want to wash the taste out of getting embarrassed at at home out of their mouths so uh, hopefully the Golden Eagles can sneak up on the beach chickens this weekend
0: yeah it's like going from you know Michael Vick to Tom Brady Kind of. I mean, not that he's not mobile at all, but I mean, he, that's not his thing, right? Yeah. He gets rid of it quick. He knows everything that's going on. I mean, He'll have all the pre-snap reads. Um, but you know, as good as, as, as this team is, as, as good as Coastal has played all year, um, this and this is their third season in a row where they've been bowl eligible. Um, you know, they did beat Georgia State. The team has just hammered us. They beat them forty-one to twenty-four at Georgia State. Um, but they also barely beat ULM 28-21 and got smoked by Old Dominion yeah, 49-21. to So, uh, again, tall task. Uh, there is another point here. They're playing Virginia the very next week. That's got to be a big game for them, I would think, over there on the East Coast, uh, followed by James Madison. Um, so, who knows? I mean, Sutter Miss is, I, I feel like Sutter Miss will come in hungry. And I doubt that Coastal will overlook Sutter Miss. But, you know. I mean, if they tuned into any part of the game last week, then I wouldn't blame them a bit. <laughs> so, I, you know, maybe that plays in our favor. Hair.
1: I will say that Georgia State has a brand new coaching staff, and they started the season off 0 and 4, and since then have won th- four of the last five games uh, for for all their wins. And that Coastal Carolina loss was the last loss before they really started putting things together. So. Georgia State's a slightly different team than they were in the beginning of the season and seem to be on a roll. Uh, So I I wouldn't look at that Georgia State score and be all doom and gloom that we're going to get wiped off the face of the earth. Dude,
0: if you are a fantasy college guy, um, is that still a thing? Can you still play college fantasy?
1: In some states.
0: Okay. Well, uh, so Grayson McCall, um, 2,314 total yards or passing yards, 21 TDs, one pick.
2: It's pretty strong. Absolutely, but now, now on the flip side of that, so you've got Coastal, who is who is you know had a very very strong year thus far, has had a very had a very strong last year as well. Um, this schedule not not too tough, um, not taking away anything away from them. Like you said, they 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 you know snuck by Monroe, snuck by Georgia Southern, they got beat by Old Dominion. Uh, I mean, they played Army, Gardner Webb, Buffalo, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, Louisiana Monroe, Old Dominion, Marshall. App State, I mean, I feel like we've had a significantly more difficult schedule um, across the board there with games against Troy, games against Tulane, games against Miami, games against Liberty, who beat Arkansas, uh, the Razorbacks this weekend, by the way. I'm not saying that's going to play into anything with the outcome of the game, but this Coastal Carolina team, it doesn't really look like they've been tested by a a very strong team in the way that we have.
1: Yeah, they're also coming off a. big win over one of their biggest rivals app state and i mean that's a that's a, kind of one of their super bowls of the season and we're coming off a, a pretty devastating loss so i like the way that uh kind of the moment not momentum's the wrong word there but kind of the the energy i feel like they may overlook us and we may be ready to punch somebody in the mouth
2: statistically they're putting up you know on average they're putting up uh they're clearly doing better on offense defense we're we're very similar um you know looking at the defense we're actually uh we're giving up 378.8 yards a game they're giving up 408 Um, passing yards allowed we're giving up 241 they're giving up 274 Rushing yards allowed. We're giving up 137. They're giving up 134. We were significantly lower last week, but after the 300-plus yards we gave up this week, that number, that average took took uh, quite, quite the pounding. Um, on offense, though, totally different story. We're only um, averaging 318.8 yards a game. They're averaging 439.6. 265 through the air, 174 on the ground. We're averaging 201 uh, on the ground and 116. Uh, excuse me, 201 in the air and 116 on the ground points per game. We're scoring 25.3 per game while giving up 24.3. They're scoring 32.2 while giving up 27.3. So, you know, uh, clearly at this point you see why they're an 11-point favorite, but at the same time, you know, this is a a great bounce-back opportunity for the Golden Eagles.
0: Well, we're going to have to show up defensively. I mean, you know, like we've talked a lot about McCall, but they've thrown touchdown passes to eight different receivers this year. He is the true sense of, you know, a six-year senior type of guy. And uh, with that COVID year and all that. Pinkney and Brown are his his favorite targets, but, you know, um, they got a bunch of guys that can catch it. He has been sacked 23 times this year, the Golden Eagles, uh, namely Dominic Kewan. Uh, I've made a habit out of getting in the backfield and pulling down the quarterback. So when they get in the backfield this week, they're not going to have a guy that can break out and run for 70 freaking yards, um, which still begs the question, like, what do you do in that situation? You know, what do you do? Do you just play dime and let him run for four? Or do you, what do you do? Do you send the house? And I, I don't know. I, I guess we figured out that we don't know <laughs> last week. But um, good thing is this week, it's kind of normal. He's still a stud, but at least you can plan a defense, and he can't do that, where he just goes Michael Vick and and just out athleticizes you like over and over and over and over and over. So I guess that's in our favor. But if we play like we did last week, you know, it's going to be another long weekend.
2: I'm sure we'll mix it up a little bit. Uh, you know, looking at these matchups here, I mean Frank Gore Jr. We haven't mentioned this, but he has 742 yards on the season. So if he averages 86 yards a game in these final three games, he'll hit that thousand yard mark. Nice. And then of course too, you got the bowl game as well. Hopefully, fingers crossed there. Um, you know, I think a big thing this week is going to be how we perform at the quarterback position. I don't think we need somebody to go and just ball out for us to win the game, but we we need a really so, solid game management style performance. Uh, and we need to, and, and for that to happen, we're going to have to get the the ground game going.
1: It'll be interesting to see who starts at quarterback this weekend. If they continue to start Wilkie, uh, the reason that Lang did not come back in was he hurt his pinky finger, I would assume on his throwing hand. Uh, that's why he was taken out. And then they felt like uh, Lowe, football. Too. Yeah. They felt like Lowe's mobility uh, would be an asset, so that's why they rolled with him. And, and again, I want to echo what Bump said. Very good to see Trey get out there and get some action. He's, he's stood by the Golden Eagles and, and has had a rough last year and a half. So it's uh, really good to see him get some action and, and to get some success. Although we did not win the game, uh, the only points we scored were why he was on the yep. field. So um, I, I would lean at this point in time with what we need out of that. They may actually start Trey for this game, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, it remains to be seen, um, you know, then we're going to come home in you know, the following week take on the South Alabama Jaguars. The the time on that game is is TBD at this point. That's on November the nineteenth, and then on November twenty sixth we'll be at Louisiana Monroe. So we're we're coming up on the uh, end of the season here. Um, one thing that we haven't even mentioned yet on this this broadcast, and I think that we should definitely touch on it, is uh, we lost a great Golden Eagle this past week. Oh man, former. NFL Hall of Fame well former current NFL Hall of Famer uh, the greatest punter to ever play the game of football Ray Guy passed away this week after, uh, after a after battle with some health issues and uh, you know I was I was talking with Tom Colt the other day about it and you know Ray Guy I mean I didn't have a great relationship with him or anything like that but but the times that I that I did talk to him he was always very receptive, always willing to help people. Just, I mean, kind of like your best friend. Anybody that, that met him, I mean, he he was just uh, very generous with his time. He was very, very passionate about Southern Miss. Just a, just a great guy. So, I mean, a, a huge loss for the Golden Eagle family this past week.
1: Yeah, I was lucky enough to be able to hang out with Ray a few times out in the roost in years past. And Ray Guy didn't know me from Adam and was just the nicest dude. Like Jamie said, talk to you like you're his best friend in the world. And that guy just, I mean, on top of, of excelling at any sport on the planet, uh, I mean, there were so many good articles that came out about him. I believe it was from Rick Cleveland's piece, which was amazing. Uh, Rick always writes great stuff. But uh, in high school, Ray's senior year, they took him to the track meet. He had never done the triple jump before in his life. They taught him how to do the triple jump motion in the aisle of the bus on the way to the game, and Ray won the state championship. Wow. Uh, they took him there to throw the discus, which he just like decided the week before that he was going to do. <laughs> he also won the state championship in that. But they taught Ray Guy how to do the triple jump on the bus, and then he won the state championship in Georgia that year. But I mean, Ray pitched a no-hitter for Southern Miss baseball, yep. uh, still is tied for career uh, interceptions. On the football team, Ray played safety, too. Uh, I just I don't know that there was a, a game on the planet that Ray Guy was bad at if he tried it. And yeah. uh, on top of that, I, I mean, literally changed the way the game of football was played. Uh, there's not too many players out there at any position that you can say, this guy changed the way the game of football was played. But punting was a completely different animal before Ray Guy came along. You didn't have hang time and all that kind of stuff. You just kicked it and wished for the best. And Ray turned it into an art and, and to have him forever associated with the black and gold and the man's in every football hall of fame that he qualified for, uh, you know, and, and to, to have him carry on that legacy uh, for the rest of time, you know, even after his passing is, is something we can all be proud of because genuinely good guy, uh, just a pleasure to be around and, and just an absolute Golden Eagle legend.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned those, those other sports that he played. That's what I was going to add to it, too, just two things. Um, that, yeah, the year that he kicked the 93-yard punt. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, we just – I blew past that pretty quick. But the year that he kicked the freaking 93-yard punt, you know, um, and I think it backed up. It wasn't like it hit and, and rolled for a while. It backed up and like landed on the three yard line. So, um, the year that that happened, he also led Sutter Miss in picks and threw the no-no for the baseball team. So, he also
1: kicked a 61 yard field goal in the snow in Utah, I believe. So, I mean, um, yeah. what yeah. else?
0: Do, what else can you do, Ray? <laughs> yeah. But but you know, and, all, and just from a personal standpoint, um, so I remember one year. Remember when they used to have the? Uh, um, it might have been the Golden Eagle Fan Fair. Was it the Payne Center? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and, um, and the, the freshman would come up and like sing the fight song and that whole deal. Anyway, so one year Ray was outside, and he was signing autographs.
2: Yeah, And so that. we were all
0: waiting in, waiting in line, waiting in line, wait, and I got mine, um, and just talked with him for a second. Well, then I was talking to our good friend Kirk Overby, and he was like, man, I'd like to get one of those autographs. So I looked out there, and he was still out there. So I walk around, and by the time I get up, uh, waiting in a pretty short line at that point, Uh, They ran out of um, stuff, like the little pictures to sign.
2: Yeah.
0: I was like, dang. So, man, um, I was just waiting in line, you know, for my buddy. And he said, what's his name? He said, Kirk. He said, you got his phone number? I said, yeah. He said, call him up. So I called Kirk, and I said, dude, um, I can't get the picture, but uh, here. And Ray said, Kirk, what you doing, boy? (laughs) And they talked for 10 minutes. Um, So that's just the kind of guy that he was, man. It was great, and I I was glad that it. Ended up happening that
1: way. Yeah, that's terrific. Rough year for the Golden Eagle Nation and the number 44.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, some other Southern Miss uh, news this week. Jason, you went out to the first exhibition for men's basketball this past Tuesday. Southern Miss taking on Delta State in that exhibition. Totally different ballgame this year for the Golden Eagles as they defeat... The Fighting Okra, eighty-four 254 What are your initial impressions of the Southern Miss basketball team?
0: Yeah, I didn't go to that game. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> no. Oh, I don't. So, know why so, I thought... so here's the deal. I, but I've never. Met, I mean, I've probably missed five games in I don't know twenty years. But
2: oh, you should have uh, just acted like you went because I thought. That...
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Well, Pilo went. Okay, uh, okay. Man, now I was going. I was headed that way. Uh, we had soccer playoffs that night. Our team that I'm coaching, Jack's team, uh, it won two games the entire season. We played at six o'clock, and I was like, all right. We're gonna know that six o'clock game. I'll be there by like seven fifteen. Well, we won, <laughs> so we had to play the seven thirty game. Okay. So, so, so I wasn't ready. I wasn't able to you know, to make it. But um, well, it looks like looking at the stats and talking to people like Pilo that went um that it's we mentioned on here before that people have asked me. I said, here's what I knew. I know we have more shooters. I know that we're gonna play a zone, uh, kind of a matchup zone looking Donnie Tyndall style defense that. Really pressures you all up and down the court. And so I think we got better players, more shooters, uh, a more intense defense, and playing against slightly worse competition. I know that last year we beat Delta State by eight points. And this year we beat Delta State by 30 points and played just about everybody on the team. I know that DeAndre uh, Pinkney, after the game, was asked about it. And he said, Look, the guys that came off the bench could start too. That, those are all good things. Um, I, I do not know if that's going to equal out to 22 wins. <laughs> I don't think so, but I do know all of those things to be true. We do shoot the ball better. Um, We do play better defense. Um, Now, having nine newcomers on a basketball team, having nine newcomers on a football team has got to be an issue. Having nine newcomers on a basketball team and trying to gel everybody together, that's got to be the biggest hurdle to get across. Uh, The good thing is a lot of those guys have played together, all those Chilean guys. um, And... And a returner like DeAndre Pinckney, who could be the glue that holds this whole thing together, that, that's got to be solid. Um, yeah, having guys like Donovan Ivory and um, and Hase uh, to be able to just knock it down when you get open. We haven't seen that in a couple of years. We would move the ball around. Jay Ladner could draw whatever play he wanted to. But if you got them wide open and they missed it over and over and over, you know, at some point that's a little bit on the coach, but it's also kind of on the player, so. I feel like we got more Jimmys and Joes uh, to go along with the X's and O's, and um, we'll find out a little bit more tomorrow night um, versus William Carey.
2: So yeah, tomorrow night Southern Miss taking on William Carey. That's uh, Monday, November the seventh. I'm not sure when you guys are actually going to listen to this, but uh, so maybe tonight. Um, but. Um, Monday, November 7th, 7 p.m. at Reed Green Coliseum, taking on William Carey. This Friday at 6 p.m., the Golden Eagles are heading up to Nashville to take on the Vanderbilt Commodores, Friday, November 11th at 6 p.m. And then next Monday, the Golden Eagles will be back at home versus, which was a very, very tough team from last year, Loyola-New Orleans. Uh, That game's going to be November 14th. Uh, It's a Monday at 7 p.m. So those are the upcoming games Uh, in the next week. For Southern Miss basketball we're going to give Shane a break from covering everything else he'll be back out this past week just because he's been here uh, partaking in all the elements of the hub city and wasn't able to uh, wasn't able to um, jot everything up but but we forgive you, Shane. We'll You'll make it up next week.
1: I appreciate it. Um, now that I'm really getting into the role towards the end of a lot of their seasons and can pronounce most of the names, I'm taking a week off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, guys, you have any shout-outs this week?
0: I'll give a few shout-outs real quick. We already mentioned um, these guys, but, again, uh, deserves mentioning once more. Trey Sutton, Todd McInnes, Jeremy Bridges, all the guys and ladies that got inducted into the uh, M Club Hall of Fame. Uh, so such a cool experience uh, if anybody gets out if anybody has a chance to attend this next year or any of the years um, I highly recommend it it was super fun can't wait to do it again next year uh, Mary Alexander squeezed us in thank you so much she could have just told us hey it's sold out you know you should have thought about this earlier but you didn't she took care of us um,
1: you did have to pay double but
0: yeah we did we did We did. <laughs> you um, got to a good cause right uh fourth street bar man um Slade, we called him last minute um we kind of set this whole thing up between the three of us and uh didn't call Four street bar
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> until yeah. about
0: an hour before we walked to the door but Slade was very accommodating gave us this corner every year and
1: Slade also hooked me up with some tickets to the game oh he so did yeah yeah, yeah. I, right. the only bad side was that i had to pick him up from booty at the bar so. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: well, happens um and the last shout out to uh 15 seconds of
2: silence hank
1: hank love love me some hank that's awesome I, i'm i'm gonna echo uh one of bumps with uh, congratulations sut man uh can't think of a more deserving guy that loves the golden eagles more uh to be honored love like it. that absolutely uh proud to call trey a friend proud of him uh very excited that he got that honor uh chad dickens always good oh, to see yeah. you buddy uh i didn't get to hang out and and hobnob with chad as much as i wanted to because it was raining uh i also brought some whiskey samples down in my luggage for for chad uh and then left them at whitney and justin's house so now i get to take them back on an airplane and then mail them to him uh so that'll be good uh but chad i will get those to you i know you want to try those uh patrick lowry pilo uh yeah, ate yeah. lunch with us friday at uh a grateful soul good to spend some time with him as always uh and then got to see lisa uh briefly at the tailgate tent before the game sure. So, uh, shout out to the Lowry's. And then the last thing is, uh, I said already that I, I sat with the Bozeman clan at, uh, at the football game. But I got to meet Macy Pennington uh, there, former Southern Miss soccer uh, team captain and, and great at, at Southern Miss. And then after the game on the field, Swayze proposed to Macy. Oh, wow. Uh, and her parents what? came down from, uh, from Delaware. Uh, and uh, surprised her brought one of her sisters with them uh, so it was a big deal on on the field Every, everybody knew about it but Macy uh, evidently and That's so how you do uh, it got to got to watch Swayze propose to Macy right there on the football field after the game with friends and family standing around trying not to give it away so that was awesome she uh, she did say yes Um that's During great. our conversation in the stand, she was kind of like, uh, "I'm kind of waiting for this dude to to pop the question." Like we've been together for a couple of years, so she's
0: probably also like, "What are we still doing here? We're getting hammered," you know. Like. She
1: was getting rained on; it was messing up her hair. She definitely was not thrilled about it. But I will say. Uh, that I, I did have a good conversation with her and, and kind of got her her story. She is from Delaware and and uh, went to a college in New Jersey before I ended up at Southern Miss. But I asked her what her experience like was in Hattiesburg, and she was like, "I absolutely love it." She was like, "I love everything about it. Uh, I I just wish I had more time here." Um, so uh, you hear that story from a lot of folks. You you come here and and if you give the place some of yourself, it, it gives you a lot back. Uh, and and I, it's it's hard if you come here and truly put the effort into experience this place to not fall in love with it. So uh, it's, it's why I jump on a plane uh, at least once a year and uh, come down and sit through the rain and watch us get a mud hall stomped in our heads this year and, and <laughs> still kind of loved every minute of it just uh, to come back and be in the rock and to have my little girl with me for, uh, she was a baby the first time she was here, but for her to sit there and do uh, Southern Miss to the top <laughs> cheers on first down and, uh, get excited when Frank Gore made his long touchdown run, and, and uh, do a nasty bunch cheer and things like that. She had a blast. Um, so uh, it, it was not the outcome we wanted, but uh, you, you got to make the best out of the situation. You got to hang out with you guys for a bit. Uh, it's it's a lot better to uh, see your beautiful smiling faces in person than it is through Skype Likewise. on Monday nights. So uh, <laughs> we'll go back to skyping it next week, and uh, and maybe I won't jinx the Golden Eagles.
2: I, I got to give a shout out to, to Jeremy Bridges, man, longtime f- friend. We had a lot of classes together, at Southern Miss. We graduated on the same day. Uh, we both went to the NFL. He lasted a lot longer than I did. <laughs> we both lived in Arizona, uh, but you know he's been on the show before. I've been on his show before. Uh, just really awesome to see, really awesome to see him get the the accolade and get the respect, get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Hopefully, Eagle Walk will be next um but great hanging out with him great seeing alex ray as well um you know i remember his time here as a golden eagle um so yeah definitely gotta get big shout out to jeremy bridges i know i ran into i either ran into or walked past a lot of people in the rain this past week so i can't really get in the name of everybody but always a good time to be out there on on campus really you know i've, I've had worse days at the rock um you know, the outcome wasn't quite what we wanted, but always a great day on campus. And I'm looking forward to getting back out there in uh, in two weeks as we take on the, the South Alabama Jaguars. We owe them. We owe them big time. Yeah, we do. So, hopefully we'll get
1: right back at it. And one last thing, you will never hear any of the three of us say that uh, we're a Southern Miss beat writer, but we love somebody else. 100% <laughs> Golden Eagles here.
0: Yeah, hey, hopefully lesson learned there. I don't want to, you know,
1: Twitter's been what
0: Twitter was all day, and we aren't at that. Might as well just not go there. But
1: no, I, want, but, but, I wanted but, to go. But, there.
0: but 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 look, no, I mean, I know you're trying to shut it down. But hey, you mentioned it earlier. Um, how you know, Macy wish she had like an extra year, man. If you look, if you come to Southern Miss and you get out and you get involved and you live on campus and you work for you know a portion of the the university and you, you if you do all of that stuff and somehow Southern Miss doesn't get in your blood, then man, I kind of feel a little bit sorry for you feel like you're missing out a little bit and um, I, and hopefully um, that'll turn around
2: huge huge shout out to to my homeboy hank to the top talk this week presented by hank let's do it again here's 15 seconds of silence <laughs> Now why can't all ads be like this i hope you enjoyed the background noise here at the beautiful accommodations here fourth street bar pretty much a, a southern Miss museum of sorts if you have never been in here um you know come by check out all the memorabilia on the walls that's what i do i nerd it out in here i never play pool i never really i never really sit down at the bar and I, when i'm in here i usually walk around and read all of the old newspaper clippings look at all the old memorabilia just really um a Southern Miss Shrine of sorts. So, uh, Say hello
0: to Slade and give Booty the bird. Yeah. Yeah. I'll second that.
2: Food's terrific. Drinks are cold. Stiff uh, and cheap. Stiff and cheap. Uh, like we like them. But, uh, all right, guys, any final words for the Southern Miss fans before we get out of here?
0: No, nah, man. Shane, great to see you, bro.
2: Yeah, let's absolutely. More, let's
0: do one more uh, exit thump. There it is. And, uh, man, it's been great. It's, uh, I'm glad, you know, we almost didn't do it tonight. Yeah. Um, everybody's got their own things going on, uh, but I'm glad we got up here. and I hadn't heard the audio yet, but it seems like it went pretty good, so
2: I enjoyed it. That 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 uh, clink there uh, peaked out the audio for a second, so I have to get in there. And, no, good stuff. I, I do what I can. Do what you can. You made Jamie's
1: editing job that much harder.
2: <laughs> well, guys, hope you uh, hope you enjoyed it, and as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.
3: Here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you